Today we begin a series honoring the Lord's sacrifice leading up to Easter Sunday, the day that we celebrate the historic resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. In this series, I've chosen to focus on an interesting and important aspect of Jesus' purpose, that being his identity as the Lamb of God. And this first message is about how we got from Christmas to the cross. In John 1.29, John the Baptist saw Jesus and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And this was not a declaration of the cuteness, the gentleness, or even the innocence of Jesus. Rather, the reality that he was set aside to be a sacrifice offered up to pay for our sin debt. When we drive around during the winter and we see nativity scenes, the imagery is heartwarming. But that imagery by itself is not enough to save us. We see paintings of Jesus with sheep draped across his shoulders, and it shows us the gentleness and how Jesus nurtures us back to health. This imagery alone is not enough to save us. His innocence is not enough to forgive us of our sins. If anything, his sinless life condemns us because we fail to meet God's standard of goodness. It is only his identity as the sacrificial lamb of God that makes us right with God. You remember the old hymn, Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. It reminds me of the first time that I saw a wolf spider, a big wolf spider. Now, you're going to laugh at me, but the first time I saw a wolf spider, I was terrified. It was at our first home. We just got back from traveling, and it was dark outside. Before entering, I saw a big hairy thing on the doorstep. I can't remember who screamed first, Melissa or me, but she told me I needed to kill it. I said, I'm not touching that thing. We stood and stared at it until I got a brilliant idea. I reached over the step where the spider was, opened the door, jumped over the doorstep, and slammed it behind me. I burst out of the door with a gallon of bleach. I took the lid off and I started dousing the spider with this bleach. Now, it didn't take away my sin, and quite frankly, I think the spider actually escaped. But that bleach definitely made my clothes white and splotchy. An elder told the Apostle John in Revelation 7.14, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Christ doesn't leave splotches. He cleanses us entirely of sin. Why did John the Baptist call Jesus the Lamb of God? Here's the answer. A lamb was sacrificed and eaten to celebrate the Passover. Passover was the night that God spared the firstborn boys of Israel, but took the lives of firstborn Egyptians. The difference was, that the Israelites marked their doorposts with the blood of a lamb. Jesus is the sacrificial lamb of God. He was set aside for this purpose 
at his birth. And we're given the birth narrative by Luke. He wrote about how Jesus was born and shepherds were notified of his birth. They rushed to Bethlehem and verified the words of the angel and confirmed that they had received God's word. A Savior was born in the town of David, Bethlehem. He was wrapped in cloths and laid in a manger. In a moment, I'm going to show you how this confirmed Jesus as the perfect sacrificial lamb of God. But first, let me tell you a little bit about the significance of the area where Jesus was born. Now, obviously, Bethlehem was the birthplace of King David, and King David, for a while, was nothing more than a shepherd. But later on, when he became king and had a son by the name of Solomon, Solomon built a temple where the sacrifices were to be made. They used to be made at a place called the Tabernacle, which was a giant tent. Uh, now the sacrifices were to be made at this temple built by Solomon. This temple was located in Jerusalem, and Jerusalem was just about six miles from Bethlehem. Once a year, people would make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem for the Passover. They would feast on a lamb in commemoration of the event, but the lamb had to be without blemish. As a result, as you can imagine, people would not bring their own sheep along with them on this long journey, but rather they would purchase them locally just between Jerusalem and Bethlehem. On the outskirts of Bethlehem was the Tower of the Flock, Migdal Eder. This was a vantage point, a tower where the shepherds could oversee their flocks over a great distance and see anybody who might be coming their way from Jerusalem. Eventually, the Tower of the Flock was the place where unblemished firstborn sheep would be raised and prepared to eventually become temple sacrifices. When these sacrificial sheep were born, they were swaddled just like human infants and examined. If these sheep received any injury during their lives, they would no longer be worthy to be sacrificed. Some have suggested that the Tower of the Flock is where Jesus was actually born. However, this is not affirmed in scripture or even implied. But Jesus' birth story is filled with mixed elements of the ordinary and the extraordinary that make the incarnation event amazing. I think it would be cool if he was born in the Tower of the Flock, but we must start with Scripture. What we do know is that God sent a messenger to lowly shepherds that happened to be nearby. The swaddling cloths might have seemed incidental at first, but Scripture specifically mentions them for a purpose. Jesus was a lamb rejected by the priesthood, but accepted by the lowly commoner. He looked ordinary enough, swaddled in cloths, but he's really being prepared to be sacrificed. Regardless of the shepherd's understanding of this event, they saw the Messiah as they were told by Gabriel. They verified his words, and they approved of the scene as being something that God had done. Consequently, they approved of Jesus as a newborn lamb without blemish. 
For many of us, this time of the year is filled with the ordinary. We see it come and go, year after year, and there is nothing new about it. This year, let us remember the extraordinary. This man, the Son of God, was rejected by the world. Although we did him harm, he saved us from our sins. That's what takes us from Christmas to the cross. I'd like to thank you for joining me again for today's sermon. Again, my name is Bill Sang from Faith Presbyterian Church. You can join us on Sunday mornings for our Sunday service at 1030 in the morning. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.